Blog Talk Radio. Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. And why is there a Revolutionary War Veterans Association, and, and what is it? Because you may think it's a bunch of guys uh, standing around in frilly shirts and sipping tea and uh, yelling out, uh, buy your leave, governor, but it's not. It's an organization dedicated to teaching the absolute best rifle marksmanship program in America today, and at the same time, honoring the men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775, at Lexington, at the North Bridge in Concord, and along Battle Road all the way back to Boston. And how do we honor them? By remembering them by remembering the sacrifices they made, the decisions that they made. That's what the Revolutionary War Veterans Association does. And we do it with the Appleseed Project, a project designed to bring rifle marksmanship and American heritage directly to you, directly to your uh, neck of the woods at the absolute uh, minimum cost to you. We're an all-volunteer grassroots, non-profit organization. We're one of the fastest growing organizations uh, in America to date. 
the fastest as far as uh, a program concerned with rifle marksmanship is growing. We are growing uh, at a phenomenal rate. <clears throat> but we can grow faster, and we have to grow faster in order to meet the, the goals that we've set for ourselves. And how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to be talking about that uh, in just a few moments. First off, I'd like to uh, I would like to run down the list of the upcoming shoots because we've got quite a few shoots coming up, and we're getting into the the summer right now, and uh, it's going to be hot over most of the nation. And yet we're still going to, going to run the program full speed. <clears throat> All right, we'll start off with the the coming upcoming weekend, which is the May 29th and 30th. And we'll start off in Biloxi, Mississippi, followed by Chillicothe, Illinois, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Dulzura, California, Eureka, Kansas, Gardnerville, Nevada, Gibsonburg, Ohio, Kingman, Arizona, Mechanicsville, Virginia, Mayaka City, Florida, Racine, Wisconsin, Rama, Colorado, Ramsur, North Carolina, Sacramento, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Van Etten, New York, and that'll end out May and bring us into June. And the first weekend in June, we have Amarillo, Texas. This is the fifth and sixth. Auburn, Indiana, Bloomington, Illinois, Boulder, Montana, Chamberlain, South Dakota, Lemoor, California, Pelham, New Hampshire, Raton, New Mexico, Sherburne, Louisiana, Shaocton. Wisconsin, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Socorro, New Mexico, Waterman, Illinois, West Jefferson, Ohio. Now that brings us to the weekend of June 12th and 13th, and that starts us off in Columbiana, Alabama, followed by Douglas, Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming, Lewiston, Idaho, Lincoln, Nebraska, Marshall, Minnesota, Miamisburg, Ohio, Montpelier, Virginia, New Bremen, New York, Ottawa, Illinois, Stark, Florida, Tacoa, Georgia, which takes us to the June 19th and 20th, which begins in Bennington, Vermont, followed by Bonfield, Illinois, Carrollton, Kentucky, Castro Valley, California, Chaplin, Connecticut, Davila, Texas, Grand Island, Nebraska. Now that just that, that just sounds like a, a great place to go. Grand Island, Nebraska. All right, if you're in Nebraska, uh, June nineteenth and twentieth, that's where you're headed for. Then Grand Island, Nebraska, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, June nineteenth and twenty, Mariposa, California, June nineteenth and twentieth, New Philadelphia, Ohio, North Fayetteville. North Carolina, Osage Beach, Missouri, Piru, California, Fourier, Tennessee, Sacramento, California, Yanceyville, North Carolina, 
which takes us to the weekend of June 24th and 25th, which begins in Dalton, New Hampshire, followed by Anderson, South Carolina, Annapolis, Maryland, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Bristol, Wisconsin, Cloverdale, Illinois, or Cloverdale, Indiana, Corona, California, El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas, Eureka, Kansas, Gainesville, Florida, Glen Helen, California, Hinkley, Minnesota, Kaysville, Utah, Knob Creek, Kentucky, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Lancaster, Ohio, Mayaca City, Florida, Rama, Colorado, Ramsher, North Carolina, Spearfish, South Dakota, and Stinson, West Virginia. We'll take us to the first weekend in July. That's the third and fourth. That will start off in Augusta, Georgia, followed by Dundee, Mississippi, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and Kimimir, Wyoming. <clears throat> All right, that takes us a month ahead now. <clears throat> How did I get here? How did I find out where events are being held? The answer is you go to the homepage. Go to appleseedinfo.org, rwva.org, which takes you to the home page. Across the top of the page, you'll see uh, quite a few tabs up there, Appleseed, boot camps, registration, the instructors, donations, RWVA links, uh, news, and uh, a way to contact the organization. The first one, Appleseed, You'll put your cursor on that. It'll give you a drop-down menu. On that menu, click on Schedule, and it'll take you to the page that I'm on now. Now, once you've gotten to that page, what you'll do is you'll look down at the events. Now, you can uh, filter it by state. It means if you just want to check just uh, Alabama, then you click on Alabama, and it'll give you just the events in Alabama, etc., yeah, for the year. Otherwise, they're listed in alphabetical order uh, for each weekend. You look down the list there, and you find the location and the date that you wish to attend. And then directly to the right of that are two hot links. One says information, and that has the event information page. It gives you all the information there for the for that specific event, the directions. Uh, the range, who to contact, uh, any special laws, etc. And then directly under that one is the link to register. Now, if you're considering going to an Appleseed event, we would sure appreciate it if you would pre-register for the event. That does two things. One, it makes sure that you have a place on the line. Uh, it's uh, it's not uncommon for an event to get sold out. Uh, sometimes there's just uh, a lot of folks going to the event. Some of the locations uh, have a limited number of firing positions, uh, such as the El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas. That's an indoor range, and uh, it's limited to, I believe, only 20 positions. So if you want to make sure that you have a position on the line, you'll need to pre-register. Also, when you pre-register, that allows us, to know how many people are coming to the event. Once we know how many people are coming to the event, it helps us to better plan 
as far as how many instructors we want to send to the event uh, so that we have a good instructor to attendee ratio, uh, how, much, uh, how many supplies, etc. Because we have to get folks to the event. We have to get them there uh, by driving or by car. We have to get hotels for them. Uh, we have to ship their, uh, uh, their supplies, etc. So once you've decided to attend an event, you go to AppleseedInfo.org or RWVA.org. Go to the homepage there. Look at the tab that says Appleseed. Click on it. On the drop-down menu, menu, you'll see Schedule. Go to Schedule. Then select the location and the date you wish to attend. And then look to the right of that, and you will see Register. Click on the Register link, and it will take you to the, uh, the software that we use, the Eventbrite page that we use to... Uh, pre-register the folks. <clears throat> All right. I'd like to welcome uh, everyone to the show tonight. And <clears throat> uh, I'd like to talk for just a few minutes about the current status of the nation. Now, we don't... Uh, we don't talk about specific icebergs in the Appleseed program. And when I say icebergs, I'm talking about uh, uh, House Bill XYZ or, uh, or who's running for this or who's running for that or, or who is the, uh, the current senator or the president or who, what political party is in power because – to us, to the Appleseed Project, that's uh, that's a lot like the weather, right? It's going to uh, it's going to rain this week. Uh, it'll be dry next week. Uh, the week after, it'll snow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, this week, the Democrats are in power. Next week, the Republicans are in power. Uh, week after that, there's a mix, and on and on and on. And if history has shown us anything, it's shown us that uh, it really uh, doesn't matter a whole lot with uh, who is actually in power. There's uh, uh, there's still quite a bit uh, that goes on that uh, there really shouldn't or that we wish wouldn't. <clears throat> and how are we going to fix that? Well, we can't. Uh, we don't want to, to continue to point out icebergs because the thing about icebergs is uh, there's not just one. There are hundreds and thousands of them, <clears throat> and uh, and a lot of times, just pointing out an iceberg really doesn't do a whole lot of good. On the Titanic. There were a couple of guys up in the crow's nest there, and that was their job. They were there to to point out the icebergs, and sure enough, on that fateful evening, they saw one, and they yelled, there it is, it's right ahead of us, it's an iceberg. Good grief, look at the size of it. The helmsman attempted to steer around it, but he didn't quite make it. It still managed to uh, cut through the hull, and sink the ship. Now, even if they would have made it around that one, guess what? They, within uh, 15 or 20 minutes or 5 minutes or 10 minutes or an hour or a day later, guess what the guys in the crow nest would have said? 
There's an iceberg right ahead of us, dead ahead. It's right in the way. And they could make a living out of that. Matter of fact, that that was their job. That's what they did. They set up in the cruising this, and they and they yelled about icebergs. <clears throat> so that's not going to do us a whole lot of good. What we want to do instead of worrying about the weather, about whether it's going to rain or not next week, about uh, about who's going to be in power this week and who's going to be in power next week. But it doesn't matter who's in power. Somebody's going to do something that somebody doesn't like and then uh, then the other group's going to. And then they're going to do something somebody doesn't like and the other group's going to. So what we need to worry about is changing the climate. We want to change the climate so that icebergs don't form up in the first place. That's what we're trying to do here at the program. But that being said, uh, I would like to tell you that each day uh, I do uh, I do what I can to keep current on the news. Uh, I try and read the papers, and I try and uh, uh, listen to the radio, uh, which is where I get most of the news because I'm. I'm usually in a vehicle or on a piece of equipment, and uh, which is where I would be uh, right this minute if I wasn't doing the show, doing the radio show. I'm right in the middle of cutting hay, so I, I really should be out there cutting hay right now, but I'm not. I'm doing the radio show. <clears throat> but I would be listening to the radio, getting my news. And I've got to tell you that the the nation is in peril. Uh, there's just there's no other good way to say it. There's no other answer to it, and that is that our nation is in peril, and not just a little bit of peril. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about a lot of peril, and I'm not talking about just from any uh, any political party or any person, or any president, or any senator, about peril from the people. I'm talking about peril from uh, uh, from the apathy uh, that the nation uh, is experiencing right now. Uh, I'm going to try and bring on somebody on the phone, so I'm going to uh, give you guys just a couple of seconds of this, because uh, I've got a guest I'm trying to get on, so bear with me, I'll be right back.
thank you for bearing with me. I was trying to get uh I was trying to get a guest on the show and uh <clears throat> I uh and just working the switchboard by myself and then trying to get a guest on. Uh was actually calling into the line that I'm using to speak on. Uh gave me one extra chore Give me a third chore for my two hands. All right, so but we're back in business now, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> what I'd like to do is is tell you, finish telling you that I, I feel that that the nation is in great peril, and and it's not just uh, it's not just a small one alarm fire. I, I'm telling you that we are looking at. Uh, we're looking at a disaster of epic proportions. And how are we going to fix this? I'm telling you right now that unless you have some uh, absolutely uh, better way, and if you do, please let us know about it, then Appleseed is going to be the best bet you have. Appleseed is going to be the best way then we can get folk, that we can get folks involved in waking up and helping to maintain the freedoms and liberties that are slipping away uh, at greater and greater speed every day. <clears throat> All right, we're going to talk this evening about uh, about Appleseed Promotions and uh, about several other things. And I'm going to bring a caller on right now. Uh, yes, uh, area code 336, you're on the air. Hey, Scout. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Folks, uh, uh, I asked Fred to come on tonight and speak to everyone. Uh, number one, Fred's uh, he's the boss. He's our leader, and uh, and it's always good to hear from him. And, uh, and number two, uh, there's a there's a lot of information that uh, that I know that you would like to get out, Fred. And uh, so I'd like to begin with. Uh, uh, with what you feel is uh, is the most are the are the top shelf uh, issue uh, today for Appleseed. Well, Scott, that's an easy one to answer. The top shelf front burner issue is to keep this program growing. Uh, we need to sign up more Appleseeds. Uh, we need to keep the rate of growth that we're doing. Um, I'm Probably most of your listeners know that uh, we started off with some ambitious plans in this program to double every year, and uh, <clears throat> every year so far has been hard, but at least we have the knowledge knowing that compared to next year, this year will be easy. So next year will be easy compared to the year after and and so forth, but we're at the point now where we really are getting up into, into some numbers, with our goal being 20,000 this year and 40,000 next year, and uh, the 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 higher the numbers that we're shooting for, um, i got to tell you, the harder it's going to be. And what that means is that uh, everybody's got their shoulder to the wagon now, needs to continue pushing with the same effort that they applied last year. And uh, they should be <clears throat> looking around for one or two other people that they can convince to put their shoulders to the, to the wagon so that uh, we can continue doubling this program. This is a great program. You know it, I know it, everybody's been on Appleseed knows it. Uh, but people outside Appleseed really have little clue as to what the program is about. As somebody posted on our site 
a day or two ago trying to describe uh, apple seed to somebody who hasn't been there is a lot like trying to describe uh, a rainbow to a blind man. So what is it that catches people's attention about the Appleseed program? What is it that gives us uh, whatever visibility we might have to others? And the answer is the fact that we're growing so phenomenally. It's, it's, it's the simple fact of our growth. And uh, for that reason alone, we should do everything we can uh, to keep that, that rate of growth going. Um, we're doubling, but understand we're, we're doubling the, in the number of people who come to an apple seeder every year. That's our goal. But in point of fact, uh, since the program began, we've actually been tripling the number of apple seeds every year. So last year, if we had 450 apple seed events, and this year, if we're going to keep that momentum up, we have to have 1,350 apple seeds, which means we're going to blow right past the 1,000 apple seeds a year. Um, now, i got to tell you, the, the jury is out on this program, just like it was out on uh, any, any particular day during the Revolutionary War. I'm sure on any particular day back then, uh, the issue was in doubt. People didn't know whether they were going to win or not, and they didn't know how long it was going to take. And, uh, well, you know, we're in the same situation. I don't know if we're going to even hit a 1,000 apple seeds this year. I do know that if the people in the program slack off, uh, chances are pretty good we're not going to reach it. But if well, we... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you just, you just brought up, uh, I think, an important point, and that is that, and I, I've explained this many times, is that the folks, <clears throat> when we look back on the American Revolutionary War, that we're looking at it from the point, uh, a historical point, where we see what happened. We see that it was, that their efforts paid off, that they were victorious. Mm-hmm. They didn't see that when they were there. They didn't see that what the, what was going to happen. As a matter of fact, for years, uh, I don't mean F-O-U-R years, I just meant for many years, uh, in the beginning, it looked like exactly the opposite. Uh, it, yes, in the first few hours uh, of the very first day on April 19, 1775, you had, uh, uh, I'm not sure what the exact number is, but you had well over 20,000 men under arms in those first few hours. But, but rapidly, uh, the numbers uh, eventually peaked uh, around 40,000 or so and then uh, in the coming months. But then they started slacking off, and <clears throat> a lot of people started losing, uh, uh, I guess, the heart for it and thinking that, uh, that it wasn't going to go well. And then there were, there were many dark days, and I'm sure there were a lot of days when folks were ready to... Uh, who were ready to throw in the towel, and many did, but not all of them did, and uh, and because of that, we have the nation that we have now. And I, I think that the, the the main thing that we need uh, is more folks uh, to hear about the program, you know, about the the promotions. The, we have a situation here where I can tell you right now, there are I would say at a minimum. Uh, five million folks absolutely ready uh, to come to get on the line down in Appleseed. The five million folks absolutely ready, but they don't know that there's an Appleseed. They don't know that we exist. And we're ready. Uh, we're not ready for five million, but we're ready to fill each and every line every weekend. But we need to get those folks. So that's that's where we're we're having the disconnect is 
and folks hearing about the program. Uh, we need to do uh, promotions is, uh, is one of our, is, I would say, our biggest, uh, our biggest, our top list uh, issue right now because a lot of the events could hold two, three, and four times the number of folks uh, that are signing up for them. So if we, uh, if we make it a push in promotions, uh, we'll be able to get the additional folks to show up on the line. And then the law of averages says out of those additional folks, we'll get uh, uh, X number of folks, X percentage, uh, that are willing to continue on and, uh, and also wake up and put their shoulders you know, to the wheel. That's a good point, Scout. So when are we going to get those billboards up in Texas? Uh, you must have got my email because uh, you called in. I did get your email, <laughs> and I will I will respond as uh, I will respond tomorrow in terms of uh, the actions you requested. Okay. Uh, well, when do you think that uh, we'll see those Dale, billboards it, up in Texas? Tomorrow, tomorrow we should be getting the uh, the final. Uh, we should be getting the final. I don't know exactly when they'll go up. And what we're talking about, folks, is the uh, the Appleseed billboard program. We're going to uh, have billboards going up, hopefully, uh, in every single state in not too short a time. And uh, I think that that is going to be a huge increase uh, in our visibility and the number of folks attending. Uh, the first billboard that we're putting up is going to go into a location that normally cost uh, the person that is getting it, it costs them about $100,000 a year uh, for the billboard. And this is going to be on a, you know, a major interstate. Uh, now, we won't get it the full year because uh, we're a nonprofit organization and, the, and we've worked out a deal with them so that uh, we're going to get it when it's not actually being used. But even then, uh, I'm telling you, if somebody's willing to pay $100,000, to have a billboard up on a uh, on a highway for 12 months, there's got to be a reason for it, and that reason is uh, that it works. <clears throat> uh, so while we're at, while we're also talking about this, uh, uh, I would like uh, to make sure that each of you guys, each of the folks, the groups that are in each state that are listening, uh, if you're going to have, if you're going to to uh, to want a specific billboard for your state with a specific uh, uh, message or idea. If you can start getting that information to my to me uh, as soon as possible, I would appreciate it. Uh, your uh, your recommendations and your designs for your specific state. If you don't have one, uh, don't worry. We'll start working with you uh, as we go along. Uh, we've got uh, several states listed right now that uh, I've already got the uh, the okay from the billboard company on and. Uh, and we're going to start getting them up. Uh, we're not going to do it all at once, but we'll start doing it uh, as fast as possible. Uh, so tomorrow uh, I'll give you the information that you need, uh, Fred, and and it shouldn't be too long after that. I'll get her to let me know, get the billboard uh, company to let me know when it's going up. As soon as it goes up, uh, we'll, get a, uh, we'll get a photograph of it to put on the web page so that folks can see it. Uh, and it's not a little one either. We're talking about a regular, full-size, uh, 14 foot by 44, 24-hour uh, lighted uh, billboard on uh, Interstate 35 in Texas. 
Sounds good. What's your next question? Well, the the methods that we've been using, and uh, I've been hitting every week. I've been uh, pushing really hard for radio, and uh, the reason is because uh, radio is free. It's free and it's easy. Uh, I tell folks that uh, every major city, it doesn't even have to be a major city. It can be um, uh, a minor city. It's still going to have uh, a local radio station. And you can get on that radio station very, very easy by calling in. You call in uh, and uh, and talk to the, the host there and let them know about the Appleseed Project. Uh, let them know about... Uh, uh, what it is that we're doing, and uh, why we're doing it. And even the smaller radio stations have huge audiences compared to standing on the, uh, you know, walking around and handing out flyers. What I'm talking about is uh, it's very easy for you to call up and call straight in to a radio station that has uh, 10 to 30,000 listeners and to get on the radio and get the word out. And just like we were talking about last week, uh, Whenever you're trying to get the word out about a product or a program or an organization, etc., you can't expect that just saying it one time or handing a person one flyer is going to get it to stick in their head or get them to attend an event. What you're going to have to do is get that, get the program, the name, and what we're doing out in front of them probably several times before uh, before it sticks or before they eventually say, you know what, I, I've heard about this over and over, now, now I'm ready to go. So getting on the radio and getting the, the information out is a lot easier whenever you hit one of those, uh, it, when you get on the radio station and you talk to those 5,000 to 40,000 people, it's going to be a lot easier doing it that way than it is handing out a flyer. And you've got to get the program in front of people. As I said before, the... There are people out there. They're waiting. I mean, they are ripe for the picking. They're ready to go to an apple seed. Every time that folks come to an apple seed, I have never done an event where I didn't have somebody at that event come up to, to come up to me and say, "Man, man, I'm so glad I, glad I came. I, I never even knew that this program was in existence, and it's just what I've been looking for." That's what they say, and you can. And if you've uh, hosted an event or you've instructed at an event, I know you've heard the same thing. You've heard people say the same thing. This is just what I was looking for, but I didn't know it was there. Promotions is the number one area right now that we've got to hit. Now, uh, I'll let Fred tell you about uh, our secret, our super secret uh, method of apple seed promotions. Uh, Fred, you, you and I have discussed this many times, and the, it's the super-secret low-tech uh, method of Appleseed promotions, which is actually, right now, uh, brings in the highest number of attendees. You must be referring to word of mouth, right? <laughs> word of mouth. Yep. Word of mouth and gets them every time. And how is that, that going to work for us? Well, I, I think anyone who's serious about getting word of mouth out needs to uh, do it in a systematic fashion. And that means uh, sit down and write out a list of all your friends, all your relatives, your family, your uh, neighbors, your coworkers 
basically anybody you know. And uh, then just in a very kind and gentle, non-confrontational man- manner, talk to them about Appleseed. And um, your goal is not necessarily to explain everything about the program to them, uh, but it's, it's, it's to figure out a way to get them to come, even if, uh, you know, you offer to, uh, you know, to drive them there. Uh, if you can get them to the apple seed, your job's done. Let, let the program, uh, you know, do its work on them as far as uh, changing their minds about things. Most people who show up at Appleseed, when you when you when you raise the question at the end of the Appleseed about where'd you hear about the program, most people say it. You know, someone told me about it. So we That's know it, it works. It's, it's our number one, our number one method right now. Now there's mm-hmm. the the way that folks are hearing about the program is always shifting, and uh, and the ways are always increasing. There are more and more. Uh, we're getting more and more visible. The word is getting out more and more uh, to folks. <clears throat> but it still remains uh, the highest number of folks who attend are attending because somebody put the word directly into their ear from their own lips. <clears throat> and uh, I think Fred brought up a really good point, and that is that instead of doing it hit or miss, in order for you to, to succeed at something, you need to have a plan. You need to have a goal, and that's the way you should approach your promotions. Uh, the same way that you would do uh, when you wish to succeed at anything else, and that is, you have a plan. You set a goal for yourself, and then you strive uh, to achieve that goal. You make a list of the folks that you know, and. Uh, uh, just like Fred was saying, it doesn't have to be anything confrontational. It doesn't have to be anything, uh, uh, any uh, big convincing thing. <clears throat> but at least offer them the chance uh, to help safeguard their freedoms and liberties. Uh, offer them a chance to attend. Approach them. Speak to them. If they if they want to go, great. Uh, get them to uh, get them to make a commitment to. Uh, to sign up and attend as soon as possible. Don't don't uh, tell them not to put it off. There's not a better day uh, to help save the nation than today. If they say no, just uh, don't cross the name off the list. Just uh, write a note next to it saying next month. Approach them next month. As I told you, the 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 news that you hear every day, it's not getting better and better. The uh, the news appears to be getting worse and worse for the nation. <clears throat> uh, everybody has different thresholds, I think, that they, uh, I guess, that they have to hear before they decide to do something. So put uh, put the next to their name on the list, you put next month. And next month you ask them again. Get them to, uh, get them to attend an event. And it can be, uh, your, like I said, your family, your families. Your friends, uh, your doctor, your uh, the, uh, the the clerk at Walmart, any of the folks uh, that you have uh, that you have face-to-face meetings with that you speak with, <coughs> put the uh, put the invitation out there in front of them. And just like Fred said too, you don't have to explain the whole program. All you have to do is let them know uh, what basically what we're doing 
and uh, and why they should attend. And that's uh, if you've been to an event, then that's a pretty easy order to fill. Then, uh, at the same time, tell them not to come alone, and tell them to bring somebody with them, and uh, and that's how, right now, the major uh, promotions is working. Word of mouth. Somebody who's attended every time, uh, every Saturday morning, you know, we have the meet and greet uh, at the event, and I'll ask the folks. Uh, I want you to to uh, uh, just say your name, where you're from, uh, and. Uh, how you heard about the program. <clears throat> I do that because I want the people, uh, if one person says, well, I'm from Tyler, uh, if there's another person from Tyler there, I want to make sure that they know that uh, their buddy from, their other buddy from Tyler or their soon-to-be buddy from Tyler is there too so that those guys can get together and start working. <clears throat> anyway, whenever I ask them when they say how they heard about it, normally they all point to the person next to them and said, uh, they told me, he told me, I came because of him. Came because of my dad. Came because of my son. Uh, came because my husband told me that he wanted me to come. That's how folks are coming, and that's great. That right now is our best way. But we're not going to be able to count uh, on that solely by itself. We need you guys to make sure that you are exploring every single venue. Uh, if any of you guys have uh, have followed up on the S A R D A R. That I was speak, that I've been speaking about for the last couple of years. If any of you guys have followed about uh, followed up on that, we'd like to hear about it. <clears throat> uh, what uh, what do you see with us achieving our goals? What do you see for the program uh, in the next year, the next two years, Fred? Well, as I said, the, the uh, this is primarily a numbers driven program. The, uh, the basis for that statement is that uh, once we hit a certain number of people who've been to Appleseed and and um, have been exposed to history and heritage that uh, <clears throat> few people know about now, uh, there should be there should be a, a a change in the political dynamics of the country. At least that's what we're hoping. So what's ahead in the future is to, is to continue doubling as long as we can. I'd like to see if we can double right up to 2016 when we'll have a, a, you know, somebody in the program that year should shake the hand of the one millionth apple seeder. And, um, you know, once we get to that point, I don't know if anybody's going to say, let's stop. I think they're going to say, hey, let's go ahead and double another year and get two million in 2017. Now you're talking about some numbers. Um, so it's a, it's a, in that respect, it's a simple program. It's it's, it's all about numbers. Numbers win elections. Uh, informed, educated voters who care about certain issues. Um, they're the ones who who count in this country. Now we're going to need some good candidates, but I'm pretty sure that some of these apple seeders, these come from all walks of life uh, in American society and, and where do candidates come from in American society? Generally, they come from all walks of life. So we have, uh, we have some apple seeders already running for office. We have um, Jim Tomes in uh, Indiana who's uh, running for state senator. Uh, he was an early apple seeder going way back to the first year of the program. And, uh, you know, we need, we, need, we need to encourage 
uh, you know, this this trend. Because once we get the informed voters, we are going to need some good, well-grounded uh, candidates. Right. To take office. Right, and and the apathy program it's it's never it's never been about uh, uh, it's never been about politics. It's never been about uh, Second Amendment or about uh, or uh, any of the uh, the rights or the uh, or the uh, any of the iceberging uh, issues, etc. <clears throat> because there are a lot of other organizations. Out there that uh, that have the information for that, uh, or that do those things, but none of them are any good until you have Americans who are awake. Do you have folks who've pulled their head out of the sand and said, "You know what? I think that there is a problem, and I think I should do something about it." That's what the Appleseed program uh, has been doing since day one. They uh, we've decided that there is a, a, a problem uh, in the nation, and that problem is, is apathy and laziness, and, and we've decided we're going to do something about it. And we, never, we didn't ask anyone's permission to do it. We saw a problem, and we went after it. That's what Americans are supposed to do. They're not supposed to stand on their houses and wait for the, uh, the FEMA boats. They're supposed to get out there and do something about it, and that's what we're doing. That's what the whole program is designed to do. It's a... Uh, I've always looked at it kind of like a like a huge Paul Revere machine, uh, you know, designed to designed to wake everybody up uh, in a in a huge uh, growing, uh, exponentially growing kind of uh, midnight ride phone tree thing, and uh, because Americans. Uh, once you've once you've awoken them, once you've put uh, the problem in front of them and and had them recognize it, they're usually pretty good to go on fixing it. It's just getting them to actually admit that there's a problem, and then commit to doing something about it. And uh, my gosh, that's one of the things that we seem to be really good at. But it's going to take a lot of us. It's going to take a lot of us to do it. Now, I know you and I have discussed before. The fact that it's it's not going to take it's not going to take half of the nation. It's not going to take a hundred million people uh, to affect the change that uh, that we're going to need uh, in order to make a difference in the nation. Uh, it's going to take a large number of folks, but it's not going to take that many because uh, because uh, a smaller group of determined Americans. Can do a lot more than uh, than a large group of apathetic ones. Absolutely. So we have to maintain uh, a goal. Uh, promotions is going to have to stay foremost uh, in our mind, and I know that a lot of people think that <clears throat> that somebody else is doing it, and that is a huge problem. In America, because you, we always figure that somebody else is doing it, and I tell folks at the apple seeds, I said, "Look, if you if you think that somebody else is watching out for your rights, if you think that somebody else is safeguarding your rights, and you're 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 uh, abdicating that authority to them, you're you're going to be in trouble. You yourself 
have to make sure that your rights are being safeguarded. And it's the same way with, uh, with pushing the program forward. It's the same thing with promotions. You yourself have to make sure that you are talking to somebody else about the program. You can't say, well, I'll let, uh, I'll let so-and-so do it because he's, he's a lot better than me at, at talking to folks. You know, I, I don't know what to say. And, and you know, he, he's the talker in the bunch. He'll, he'll get it done. But you can't. You can't do that. You've got to make sure that you yourself are doing it. Now, you don't have to stand on the street corner with a sandwich board and a, and a bell. You can if you want. You don't have to do that. But you do need to make sure that you're doing at least uh, the super-secret uh, low-tech method of making a list of your family, friends, uh, neighbors, etc., and that you're speaking to each of them. You're crossing that name off the list. Uh, when you talk to them, or you're not crossing it off, you're you're putting a mark by it, saying, "Yeah, I talked to them. Uh, they're going. I talked to this person. They're not going." And then right next, right to the to the right of that name, put next month and talk to them next month about it. <clears throat> you don't have to be pushy. You just need to mention it to them and let them know what we're doing. Each and every person in the program has to do that. Now, if you look at the number uh, in of the folks that are members of the forum, uh, we're over six thousand people. Now, now looking at that number, think about this. If each of those 6,000 people, if they brought just one person, just one, with them, then tomorrow, uh, if they went and talked to somebody tonight, then tomorrow we would be 12,000. That's just with one person, with one. Now, I'm almost positive that... uh, that just about everybody can get one person to attend. If you can't, that's that's awfully sad. But I'm almost positive that just about everyone can get just one other person to attend. <clears throat> well, Scott, let's look at how low an expectation that is, because you only have to get one person in a 12-month period to attend. For us to double, right. Yeah. So if you get two, you got to make up for some slackers elsewhere. So you should try and get two, maybe three, maybe even four. If you get four in the next year, you're doing really good. Yeah, let's take take a quick look at that number. Now, say, and I'm just talking about forum members. Not everybody involved in Apple Seeds on the forum. I mean, there's a a great number of people that are not on the forum. They're still Apple Seed folks. (laughs) Let's just talk about the Apple Seed forum. Now, Say we got uh, each of the folks in the Appleseed uh, Forum to get four people. Now we're talking about 24,000 people. Uh, I mean, this, this, this can double and triple very easily. And we're just talking about uh, one person for it to double. And just like Fred said, we're, we're talking about one person in a 12-month period. Uh, that certainly... A doable thing. <clears throat> where do you see the? Uh, <clears throat> where do you see looking ahead, looking far into the future? Uh, if things worked out exactly as you as you would like for them to, 
what do you see for the program in uh, in ten years? Well, if we can continue doubling in ten years, we'll be up around the. No, uh, well, I don't know the number right off the top of my head, but it's going to be like eighty million or something like that. I'm on record as saying the first Appleseed candidate for president will be running in 2028. But I could be wrong. It could be 2024. could even be 2020. Wow. I'm hoping that by the end of this year, um, our instructor corps will number 1,000. I think that's possible. That will be another milestone in the program. Right, and that, and along with the promotions, the same thing is true for the instructor program and for the instructors for getting the instructor numbers up, getting the locations up, uh, the number of events up. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen uh, by itself. And what I mean by that is, just like anything else, just like any other uh, anything else that you attempt. You're going to need to have a plan and a goal. You're, you're going to have to have a goal and then and then and then map you a trail, make a plan uh, in order for that goal to succeed. <clears throat> you need to you need to think about the number of locations that you're going to need in your state uh, to achieve the growth for your state, and then you're going to need to decide the number of instructors that you'll need to staff those locations. And then you're going to have to set a plan uh, in motion on how to get those instructors, how to get the instructors, how to get the locations, so that you can achieve the growth for your state. And this has, you'll have to have a plan to do that. And we're working on that now uh, nationwide, working on getting the, the apparatus set up uh, so that we can more easily help the states uh, achieve the goals. But don't sit around waiting. Don't sit around waiting for this. Take it upon, take the mission on your shoulders and make out your plan. Set up your goals and make out your plans for it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to bring another caller on the line with us, Fred. Mm-hmm. All right. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. Hi, Fred. How you doing? Hey, Sam. Now, we're just talking about... Uh, about the growth of the program, about promotions and how important promotions is to the program and how folks can achieve. Uh, first of all, you have to have a goal. You have to have a, a number that you need uh, or that you want uh, to achieve, uh, and then you need to develop a plan to achieve that goal. And, uh, and there are many ways uh, for, uh, to work on promotions, and uh, the the current one that's bringing about the best success is word of mouth. Uh, but there's a lot more to it than that. You and I talk about uh, radio the last four weeks, <clears throat> and I'm hoping that folks are listening. I know that we've got uh, quite a few folks that are. Uh, Aromatic, Nick, he's been really great on the radio. Mean Streaker, Coley Cat, uh, a lot of folks have been doing a lot of work uh, lately with radio. Uh, you yourself have been doing a lot of work lately with radio. And uh, and we're going to have to continue to push uh, even harder to ensure that we're meeting our goals because right now uh, 
what I've been finding when I talk to folks is that everybody thinks that somebody else is doing the promotions, that somebody else is making sure that people are getting on the line. And a lot of times that's not the case. You still there, Sam? Uh, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you do have to work them. Uh, work the radio, work your friends, work all of those things, and and don't let yourself get, get tied down to one thing. We're going to have something coming up pretty new here real soon. We're going to have some flyers that are really nice that you can put in your back pocket. Kind of hard to keep a swat in your back pocket, but I'll be able to keep about 20 of these new flyers in my pocket, and I can pass them out to everybody I bump into in the hallway. Well, I've got the uh, the flyers that we made up for Texas, uh, and uh, actually for the uh, we we keep expanding on every reprinting. Uh, now we're, we've moved out to uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, etc. But they stick out. I, I can fit them the trifolds. I can fit them into my front pocket, uh, my top shirt pocket, and uh, with the uh, the silhouette with the uh, the three bullet holes in it sticking out. And uh, it always gets folks' attention. We'll have something a little bit new. I'm not going to make it public yet. That's for Fred to do. But uh, within the next couple of days, we'll, uh, we're going to final out a product. And uh, everybody's going to have a, a handful of them. And you're going to start seeing apple seed all over the country. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to do one of them virus things. And, and see what we can do with that. Get folks thinking about apple seed. And, uh, I'm not particular about how we do it. I'll shame them into it if I have to. I'll challenge them into it, whatever it takes. But we're going to get them out there, and we're going to get people in. And the one biggest thing that I have to tell folks is that any excuse for not going to apple seed is just that. It's an excuse. If you're laid up in the hospital or you're in traction, that, that's a reason not to go. If you're in a wheelchair, that's not a reason. I'll wheel you right up on the line. Uh, there is no excuse not to be at an apple seed. And if somebody tells you, well, I'd rather watch a ball game, no, no, no. <laughs> Sam, you, you understand if you're laid up in the hospital, there's some nurses you can talk to? Yeah. Yeah. And there's the uh, lab technicians, and uh, all those people need to know about apple seeds. Well, listen, I I'm talking you, about folks on the line, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience because uh, I did that, uh, and I also had a visit uh, while I was in the hospital uh, from uh, from Pop. Uh, I guess they just got through doing a shoot while I was and I was at the in the hospital in the ICU. And, uh, oh, yeah, that pirate showed up. Yeah. <laughs> the nurse came in and she said, there's a pirate outside that wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that generated uh, quite a bit of, uh, of interest, and uh, I passed out uh, flyers uh, from my hospital bed there. But each and every person involved in the program, they, you've got to understand that each and every one of you guys uh, – have been mandated, have been, have been given a mandate uh, to be promotional ambassadors for the program. And you, you can't leave it up to somebody else. Uh, would that you could, and would that I could at times. 
but this is much too important a thing to leave to somebody else because uh, I think for you, if you guys had uh, uh, money in the bank or money uh, with some type of investment uh, uh, company, you wouldn't just uh, you wouldn't just give it to them and say, okay, I'll talk to you in a few years. Uh, you would keep making sure that you're checking up on it, that you're doing things about it. Uh, to ensure that your investments uh, are taken care of. Well, Appleseed is the same thing. Appleseed is an investment that you're making in the nation. It's an investment that you're making in safeguarding your own freedoms uh, and liberties, and you have to maintain uh, vigilance of the program, uh, just like you do your freedoms and liberties, and you have to make sure uh, that, that you are taking an active part ensuring that people are hearing about the program, ensuring that people uh, are getting the message uh, about what we're doing and how they can help us do it, how they can help us and become part of a, a group that, that is going to change the face of this nation. And, and in doing so, that we're going to alter history forever. Each and every person uh, in the program is an Appleseed Promotions Ambassador. And each and every person uh, should make sure that they're speaking to somebody about it. And, and do that by setting yourself a goal. And it doesn't have to be a huge one at first because, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't give yourself a, a New Year's resolution type goal that you're going to bust. <clears throat> Just give yourself a goal of uh, I'm going to talk to one person this week about it. All right? One person this week. And pretty soon that turns into 50 people in the course of the year. So 6,000. Uh, times 50, and uh, you'll have to make allowances because we know that uh, that you're not going to get everybody to attend, but that turns into a huge number also. Set yourself a goal of speaking to one person per week. That's easy enough to do. Uh, and start off with those the closest around you. Start off with your family members. With uh, uh, Start off in your own house. If you're a guy that's shooting, get your wife to come with you. Uh, that's a fairly easy thing to do. Even if she's uh, not a big shooter, she's going to end up enjoying the Appleseed program, and she's going to end up giving you less of a hard time. Most of the guys who come to the event uh, relate to me that their wives, before they came to the event, thought it was just, uh, it was just him going out with a bunch of other guys and uh, using it as an excuse to drink beer and shoot tin cans. And uh, once they saw what the program was about, they became a part of the program also. Now, what better uh, ending to a story can that be? Uh, yes, uh, yes, I want you to go to the apple seed. I want you to go out and spend this weekend shooting with your friend's deer. As a matter of fact, why don't we go to the store and buy another rifle so I can go with you? Now, that sounds like a good story to me. Well, Scout, you're 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 sort of laying a burden on everybody to get out and do this kind of stuff, and um, it'd probably be uh, useful to point out that uh, they should always be open-eyed about uh, finding kindred spirits who can help them, and uh, sort of building this team notion that I know you've hit pretty hard in the past. Sure makes it easier if you've got some other people working with you on this stuff. I'm gonna have to go in a minute, but uh, I did want to make that point about the team. Uh, the team aspect of it. If you can uh, get a team going in, in Appleseed, then uh, you, you're 
uh, you're in pretty good shape. You're well ahead in terms of uh, getting stuff done, and after all, getting stuff done is the bottom line uh, as it regards this program. Sam, I'm gonna have to run. Uh, it's nice talking to you, and I'm gonna get a hold of you about the um, about the New Mexico uh, deal. Uh, there was something that came up that I'm gonna have to PM you about, but uh, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to talking to you about it and seeing if we can work some good news out on it. And Scott, I appreciate okay. the opportunity to come on the show and and um, answer a couple of questions from you. And and um, well, we'd like to have we'd like to have you on. Uh, uh, like in a uh, once-a-month fashion, if that would be okay with you. Well, sure, that's no problem. That's no problem. Probably what you want to do is prepare some questions uh, in advance, and um, you know, give me give me uh, some good issues to chew on. There's always some issues in the program, and I'll be happy to chew on them. All right, you got a deal. Well, thank you for showing up, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the very near future. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, what you're going to have going uh, there. I've, I've talked to you about it. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing it uh, uh, out on the open, uh, out on the forum, and uh, and across the nation because uh, uh, we have so we have a couple of uh, very interesting promotional, exciting promotional ideas coming up. Uh, let me bring another caller on the line here with us. Uh, area code eight one two. You're on the air. Area code eight one two four three one. You're on the air. You there, buddy? All right. Uh, area code seven eight one. You're on the air. Wow, we ain't having much luck tonight. Uh, uh, let me make sure I got Hello, how are open. you? Okay. Hey, how you doing? All right, guys. How are you, uh, Sam Scout? This is Todd Surratt, Sprocket out there on board. Oh, hey! Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I just wanted to touch base on a couple points you guys have already made, but reiterate. Um, you know, when I first heard tonight's topic, I, I heard things like we want to double and how do we do it. And one of the things I got from a different organization was the easiest way to make it grow is to bring another in to replace yourself and to bring one person, one other person in to make it grow. So, you know, we, you, you guys have already kind of touched base on this, but you start throwing out language like we need to double, we need to double, and there's 6,000 of us. And, and being on the other end of the radio and hearing this thing, there's me and I and sitting next to me is myself and and the easiest way that i've found is to take that bring somebody in and bring another person in so that's two people and part of what i've done in that in that to that end is say okay these are the boys i hunt with and these are the guys that that think they know how to shoot and i'm going to challenge them and i'm going to challenge their shooting ability and I know that the heritage is going to is going to bring them in to the apple seed fold. But then there was an opportunity that I had with a with a young gentleman who's uh, the son of a good friend, and he's in between high school and college. He's an ROTC member. He's going to a military college, and he only had a rifle in his hands twice. Once was um, on an event that was sponsored through his ROTC with 
with the Marine Corps, and another time was when I had them out to the range, and all we did was just shoot rifles. And I had them out with with the 1022 and punching holes in paper and making spinner spin, and you know the smile on the boy's face. You know I shouldn't say boy. He's a he's a very fine young gentleman. Um, you know that experience was was really thrilling for me because I you could see the spark. It's hard to describe, but he got it, and and I don't think it's going to be his last one. And I'm really hoping I can bring in his ROTC crew into the fold, into the apple seed fold, but it's difficult sometimes out here in radio land, you guys are behind the microphone, we're on the other end on the speakers. It it does sound big and ominous, but it's not. It's simple. It's get one more person like yourself and then bring another buddy on. It's like you guys are saying. It it really is. It's, It's it's hard to do, but it's simple to do. Right, and when we're talking about it, whenever I, when we're talking about a like a number like uh, going from six thousand to twelve thousand, the reason that we're bringing that up is because uh, because it is uh, it, because it's not uh, a huge uh, mountain to climb. Because what we're ta- all we're talking about doing is exactly what you're saying is <clears throat> just bringing one more person in. Now, I like your idea of. Uh, of bringing in the one person to replace you, <clears throat> and I've talked to uh, several pers- people about that. I talked to, uh, I think that uh, Sam and I were talking about that a little while back about, uh, you know, having the goal of the program, uh, the, of the of each person in the program is to work their way back to the couch, and uh, the only way to do that is to uh, is to get enough people in uh, and involved in the program. <clears throat> that uh, the mission is uh, assured of succeeding. I don't know what that magical number is, but uh, I guess if you can get enough folks involved in your area in the program that uh, you can work yourself back onto the couch. And uh, and that should be the goal of everybody, of getting enough people <laughs> involved in the program that you make the program such a smashing success that you say, you know what? Uh, this thing is 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 good to go. It's a success, and I'm 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 going to walk over to the refrigerator and get a beer, and I'm going to go sit down on the couch with a remote. And that should be your goal is uh, is making sure that uh, we've done everything we can, and that we've that we've done enough to ensure the safety of our freedoms and liberties, so that uh, so that we can get back on the couch. But right now we can't, and. Uh, and getting uh, two people in, I think that's an easy goal. Getting uh, getting two folks involved in the program seems like it, it should be a pretty easy goal. <clears throat> I can't. Uh, I, I I guess I should have been keeping track of uh, of how many folks that I've gotten to become involved in the program. Uh, I guess I should have uh, I should have at some point maybe written it down so I could tell. But it's quite a few. It's quite a few folks, and and the the main way that I did it was word of mouth. Now I did do a lot of uh, handing out flyers. I can't tell you how many how many times I've been uh, uh, standing uh, outside in the parking lot at Walmart. Uh, now I didn't go there to hand out flyers. I went there to do my shopping. But then uh, but then if I saw a big juicy group of people 
uh, you know, there's and there's always a juicy group of folks coming. Uh, if you get there at the at the at the absolute wrong time for shopping, which is you know right around five or six, <clears throat> there's always a group a big group of people that you can talk to. And so I would just work my way back to my vehicle uh, with my flyers, and uh, I've done quite a bit now on the radio and in different radio shows, etc. And and I know I can still do better. But the point that we were talking about earlier was just getting one, just set yourself an easy goal. An easy goal is not get a person every week to attend, but just talk to one person uh, every week. Talk to one person every week. And how are you going to do that? Well, the easiest way is going to be to to make a list, to say, you know what, uh, here's a list of all the people that I know. And uh, this week, I'm going to actually, I'm going to be over at so-and-so's house for dinner. And I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to say, look, this is something that I feel very strongly about. <clears throat> and in that same vein, what Fred was talking about uh, right before he left, which was, uh, was getting a team together, that should also be uh, a goal that you're, that you're working towards. Because you as one person uh, and your, the idea of a, uh, of you as one person uh, getting a lot of people to attend, that's good. But the best thing that you to do is to get a team together because with a team, uh, somebody can always be working, and it's always easier to spread the load if you have, uh, if you have a team. If you have, uh, say you get uh, three guys, you, yourself, and, uh, I mean you, your friend, and another person together, and you've got uh, a three-man team, and uh, that will make it a lot easier. That makes it a lot easier to go somewhere and put up flyers. That makes it uh, a lot easier if, uh, as you guys head over to Academy, take a look at the uh, at what rifles they've got in. Uh, maybe pick up uh, some uh, some new inch and a quarter sling swivels. Uh, you know, get uh, a half case of ammo, something like that. <clears throat> and then on your way back to the vehicle. You, uh, the three of you guys, talk to three other people, and uh, and there you go. Uh, having a having a group of folks to help you, having a team to help you, makes it a lot easier. Sometimes it's uh, you know it, it can be uh, daunting for one person, you know, just if you're by yourself, to walk up to somebody in a parking lot and talk to them, and it could possibly even be dangerous, I guess. <laughs> but uh, you haven't been to New England, have you? <laughs> Uh, why? What, what, what's the deal there? Uh, uh, apparently, we're not even allowed to say the word G-U-N out loud in public. Um, I, you know, and I kid when I say that, but, you know, there's, there's, certain, there's certain, you know, in my travels, I've been to Oklahoma. I've been to, uh, you know, down to Virginia recently. I've been out into the Midwest where it's not uncommon to see guys with hardware on their hips. And in Massachusetts, the only people wearing hardware on the outside also wear a badge. So when you when you meet other shooters that you you don't know, it's it's very much like a, a trout fisherman with a guarded secret or a, a duck hunter with a with a honey hole. You know, you don't talk about them. You give them the hairy eyeball. You kind of give them a wink and a nod, and you know you know that they know that you shoot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, there's sort of a it, it becomes an unwritten conversation. 
you know, up here, all the gun racks in the back of the pickup trucks have levels and fishing rods. They don't, you know, because of laws, we're not allowed to have firearms. But um, I dramatized the problem where talking about shooting in general, firearms, hunting, anything related to a firearm gets met with, um, for every one person you meet that knows and gives you the nod and says hello, there's five or six that, that give you the hairy eyeball and say, you know, what are you up to and, and, and look at you cross-eyed as if, as if you're a stranger. Well, the, for, those really folks, then, for those folks, just uh, hand them, a, uh, hand them the, uh, the trifle flyer and say, uh, hey, I uh, hope to see you at an event soon. And uh, let them uh, let them stew over it. Let them read it uh, and see what it is. Uh, you know, you don't have to uh, <laughs> you don't have to engage somebody if they're giving you the hairy eyeball. Uh, you can just uh, hand them the uh, hand them the flyer and uh, give them a polite smile and say, "Hope to see you uh, at an apple seed event soon." And I agree. One of the one of the things that I see happening is, um, and there was discussion of this at the last apple seed I was at, where we talked about the shooting community versus the non-shooting community. Um, with respect to promotions, I see the shooting community, you know, every guy wants a new challenge. What's the new challenge? Can I hit um, steel? Can I do IDPA? Whatever. You know, pick your, pick your established shooting game, and then Appleseed comes on board, and, and that's the new challenge. Can I hit this thing? Can I make the score? Can I get my patch? And, and, and those are shooters. And I won't say that we've already won those folks into our fold. I will say that it's easier to get those folks into our fold. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, is. it is. It is easier to get them into the fold. <clears throat> and, yeah, they uh, – and, and it's not that we're – it's not that we're trying to win by getting uh, the folks to come and shoot. What we're trying to do is get the folks to understand uh, that uh, – that they have a sacred obligation to help safeguard the freedoms and liberties that our nation affords them. So, yeah, they come for the shooting, uh, but the Appleseed message is a very powerful message. And, and the majority of the folks – and, yeah, no, Appleseed is not going to work on every single person. But uh, the majority of the folks that come are going to say uh, – and, and I see this over and over. I've seen it plenty of times, folks that come and – they say, I'm just here, I, I really don't need this because, uh, you know, I shoot at XYZ competitions, etc. And they get down, they shoot, and they don't do so good. And at first, they get very, very angry. They get very frustrated, and they start talking about, oh, I've got to do this way, or you're making me do this thing here, or I didn't have time for this. I usually shoot expert. And uh, if you can get them, if you can nurse them past that and get them to understand the skills and techniques, and at the same time, be slowly uh, dribbling in the message, then usually by the end of the day on Sunday, if they're still there, then uh, they're going to understand, yeah, yeah, you're right, the shooting. Yeah, that's that's important. But you're also right. You know, I, I didn't think about the I didn't think about the fact that I could lose my the right to go and shoot. Uh, I just figured it was always uh, it was always going to be there. I, I, I thought it was I wouldn't have to do anything about it. And now I understand that it's my duty to protect these rights myself. 
that it's my duty to make sure that when I wake up tomorrow, I still have the right to go to the range, that I still have the right to uh, to do my uh, my uh, my pistol shooting, my competitions, my skeet shooting, etc. That I still have the right to do all that. That uh, I could very well lose those rights if I don't if I just sit here and do nothing. <laughs> I'd so like our to- mission is to make sure that. Uh, is to make sure that, that we get those people on board, uh, not so much uh, because we want to show them that uh, that we have a better way of shooting or we have a better way of doing this or that, but because while they're there, we want to make sure that we get the mission implanted in their head that, look, that says, look, you got a duty, friend. you got a duty to make sure that you are part of the group of people who are standing up and who are saying, uh, we are the government, and as the government, uh, we've made a decision that we want to uphold the Constitution. <clears throat> and that's going to be uh, the mission of you as an instructor and of the Appleseed Program. And then, after they hear it, of them. That's going to be their new mission. And, you know, I'd we're like not going to get everybody, but we're not going to get everybody to understand the mission. A lot of folks are just going to say, yeah, 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 give me the patch, give me the patch, because i got to go. But uh, that's not the majority I'd, I'd like of our to- folks. I'd like to interject, um, Scout. I, I try to think of it this way. Shooters are half awake because they understand, especially up here where laws, especially in Massachusetts, where laws are a lot tighter than, than in other parts of the countries where we use terms like free state. We refer to New Hampshire as a free state because you can own many different firearms that by law you're not allowed to own here. And, and shooters understand um, to a point what, with respect to government and laws and things, the way Second Amendment is under attack um, and, and, and like that. So I think they're half awake. They get the fact that these freedoms that they enjoy are, are becoming harder to, to keep. So I, I view those folks as half awake. Shooters are half awake, but the folks on the couch and the, I've never shot a gun before. I'm afraid of guns. Um, My grandfather did, but my father never did. Um, I hear that story a lot. I I see these guys, and and I see more and more ladies the same way. My dad or my grandfather, I had uncles. It's, It's never in their house. It's never firsthand. And so they're they're new to it, and then when you give it to them, and when I mean, you know, you, you give them safe instruction and you let them squeeze the trigger off and the, the can bounces on the hill and all of a sudden it's a thrill and, and it's exciting and it's very reactionary. And that's the first step to waking them up. Right. And, right. That's the and first then step to waking them up. And then, right. and then what you have to do, and, and the whole point of Appleseed is this. You give them, uh, you get them to come there. And then you get them to set a goal, and that goal is to improve their rifle marksmanship uh, and to learn how to handle a firearm safely and to improve their rifle marksmanship. And then they, they achieve that goal, uh, at least to some degree. No, no one is, I mean, uh, they're never going to, to make uh, everyone there at the Appleseed a uh, rifleman on that particular weekend. But they're going to set a goal, which is to improve their rifle marksmanship, and then they're going to achieve that goal. And I'm telling you, every single time, the next, the next goal or the next thing that you hear out of them is what's next. 
What's next? I'm ready to go. What's next? What do I do next? And uh, and that's what we're trying to do is get people uh, get their switches flipped on, get them to uh, to understand uh, that it's up to them. It, it, it's what happens in this nation. What ultimately happens is going to be up to them that they are the folks that are the government, and that it's their duty uh, to be awake, to understand what's going on in the nation. Uh, to participate in the nation, to leave behind the apathy and na- and laziness that they uh, arrived with, and become part of the group of folks that is going to uh, to do something about uh, uh, about changing the way that we do things in America. And I think that when you get new shooters, meaning zero to uh, lower levels of shooting experience, to an apple seed. And then you start giving them the heritage. As soon as you start talking heritage, it's amazing because these guys focus in on whomever's speaking, and and they're just they're hinged, and they're you know they forget to bite their sandwich during lunch, and they forget to eat, and all of a sudden, okay, shooters take your positions, and all of a sudden it's a magic scramble to shove food in their mouth and get ready because <laughs> the heritage just like that's where you like. That's where you're blowing on these little glowing embers that, that ignites the flame. There's this, these sparks that happen and, and the, you know, the rifle fire and being reactionary and, and seeing the holes in the target and seeing the holes grow from something that you can cover with a pie plate to something you can cover with a hand to something you can cover with your thumb, it all, it, it all starts to click, these little, these little glowing embers. And you give them the heritage, and then the fire just gets up in their eyes. And it's right. really and each, time, I, each time they're, they're improving, uh, each time they're succeeding in their goals, and at the same time, in that same moment that, uh, that they're succeeding, uh, you've caused them to open up their mind. And when they open up their mind and they listen uh, to the folks, to the, the folks who have come before, so they, so they can get reconnected to the heritage that they have to, so that they can understand that those people, uh, the people in the stories that we're telling them about on April 19, are not, uh, they're not some uh, special uh, godlike people that, uh, that are superheroes. They are everyday folks just like them, just like those folks that are tending the apple seed. And that's what I tell them. I go, you guys are... You are the very same people, uh, the same blood runs in your veins, the same abilities uh, to be heroic, the same uh, abilities uh, to effect a positive uh, change in America, to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that you hold so dear that this nation affords you, and to pass this on to your posterity, to your children, to your uh, grandchildren to your great great grandchildren to to millions of other Americans who you will never see or know those same abilities are in you and they start to understand that they start to see that uh, that they have a direct connection to those people there and and that's that's when the fire uh, gets lit in them I'm going to bring another caller on area code 781 you're on the air You still talking to me, Scout? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're bringing another caller on. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't me. 
Okay. Who, all right. Uh, I got the two mics open. Who is, who is this now? Uh, area, code eight, area code 812. Okay. You're 781. Scout, yes, I am 781. Okay. And area code 812. You're on the air. Can you hear us? Okay. I guess there's this remaining silence. And Sam, you're still with us, right? I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then uh, let me bring one more on here. <clears throat> Area code 508. Chris, welcome to the show. Sure that's not the dwarven one that's calling you? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's a Massachusetts night tonight. It, it wouldn't That's fine, anything. Ross. I can use your back. <laughs> okay. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Okay. Hey, uh, who is who is this? Ross, the dwarven one. Okay. And then what's your area code? Five zero eight. Oh man. All right. Chris is six one seven. That's the other Massachusetts area code. No, no. I, I was looking. I was thought it was. Uh, I thought I was talking to uh, old Grunt. I thought his was five zero eight. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. There's a bunch of us up here. (laughs) You know, I was listening to you guys, and, and, you know, everybody's talking generics, and, you know, uh, Sam was talking about, yeah, if a guy's in a wheelchair, I'll I'll wheel him to the line. I want to tell you guys about a couple of shooters I had on my line this past weekend. Interestingly enough, one of them, a gentleman named Ted, was in a wheelchair. I don't wheel him anywhere unless he asks. He's bumping his way over the grass. Thank you very much. He can do it by himself. Uh, he came out on April 19th in a weekend. with It was a typical New England weekend. It was pouring rain most of the day Saturday. And he was trying to figure out how, what positions he could get into. I don't know exactly um, how he wound up in a chair. I'm I'm pretty sure he's got a broken back there somewhere along the line. And he basically figured out that the seated position is working the best for him. So he's sitting down there in the rain and the mud, because Harvard is an all you know, it's an all-dirt range. It's, you know, the ranges are all, you know, basically dirt-covered. There's just not a lot of grass growing there for that whole weekend. He can't, he didn't make riflemen. He came back this weekend. He was out in Leiden, Massachusetts. This is, this is a range that is uh, up about at the end of about a mile and a half of dirt road. Um, <laughs> it's a couple of clearings and a parking lot, and that's basically and about seventy nine trillion mosquitoes. That's about it. And he sat there on the line for the entire weekend. I never heard a complaint. I never heard a grumble. He worked on his marksmanship. We've got him up to about a one ninety nine on his AQT. I've already told him I got an orange hat just waiting for him. But, you know, he he didn't have to come out and, you know, sit there and bake himself in the sun on Sunday. Because it was, it was a nice warm day on Sunday. The sun was really beating down on us. But he did. 
Now, Russ, um, that, that young gentleman named Ted, um, he was on our line on April 17 and 18. Yep, that's and, the guy. Yeah, he was, he was, I could watch his rifle wobble because of his shivering and whatnot. And like you said, you know, every, every single time I approached the gentleman, I'm like, how do you think you did? He goes, I'm getting better. He always had, <laughs> I'm getting better. And he, he would have this grimace on his face like he's just shivering, cold, damn near hypothermic, and I kept watching for it. Like, he was, he was just, he was terrific because every time you addressed him, he was just like, big smile, I'm getting better. And he had rifle malfunction after malfunction. It was to the point where his scope had drifted like three inches left. And he goes, I was aiming for the right, you know, the right target on that one. And he had his group sandwiched in between him on the second stage. And he was, he was making these adjustments the way a rifleman would. So it doesn't surprise me that, that you know, he blanked a red coat and then had maybe frustrations later on. But to hear that he's got, you know, his scores up around 200. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he had few malfunctions. But this this kid, you know, and I say he's a kid, he's a gentleman about 35 years old. You know, he's got the stuff. He's he's got. Don't talk to him about uh, tenacity or persistence. He knows it already. He was having yeah. trouble. He was having a little trouble with his rifle. Uh, turns out I only live about 15 miles from him, so I think I'm going to get together with him. We'll see what we can do to straighten that little beast out. But, uh, you know, he, um, he was, he was, uh, you know, you were saying you were watching his, his muzzle waver. Yeah, I wasn't. I couldn't see it wavering. He's, he's definitely making improvements. He's going to get there. And the thing is, he's going to do it from a seated position because he simply can't get into prone rifleman persists rifleman adapts he finds what works for him uh i know desert rat 44 is going to be happy to have him uh you know in adaptive apple seed because i'm sure he's going to bring a valuable point of view to it well i i I really would like to be there when he hits his rifleman score because um he would be one of the first people that i could that i could be proud to say that I hopefully had, you know, an effort in, in his making riflemen. Um, it's a great feeling. It, it, <laughs> it is. It, you know, it's neat because, um, you know, you were there when I made my rifleman score. So, it, you know, that was, it was really important that, that certain people were around me when I, when I made that achievement. And, and for me to see that from him would be, would be terrific. Um, yeah, he was just an absolute joy to work with because he just, you know, uh, water off a duck's back. Just nothing bothered him, nothing phased him. He he would, you know, be irritated with malfunctions, but he would just roll with it. And, and, and you know, again, his scope would drift, but he made adjustments. He just adjusted. There's one, other, there's one other shooter that I want to talk about tonight. And I know I posted about him in the after-action report for Leiden. Uh, we had a young man come out, 13 years old, with his father Saturday morning. Never shot a rifle before. Father didn't want to shoot. You know, he said he was just going to kind of, you know, be there for his son. And we set him up with a loner, 
Uh, in fact, we set him up with a mat, with a loaner rifle, magazines, ammo. And, um, you know, honestly, his first targets, <laughs> they didn't look like they'd been shot with a rifle. They looked like they'd been shot with a shotgun. Uh there were no groups. This wasn't even minute of tin can. This was minute of berm shooting. And he kept at it. Like I said, he's 13 years old. You know, we were trying to, you know, we kept trying to work with him and, you know, adjust the sling and try and make sure he's, you know, trying to, you know, to keep his position going. And slowly he started to make some groups. And he did pretty good by the end of the day. And finally, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, because I, I, I'd, I'd been working with him, I'd had all my IITs, or most of my IITs working with him, and we, we, we couldn't seem to click. Finally, I talked to, uh, I, I was watching him shoot, and I'm realizing his left arm is damn near, excuse me, darn near flat. Like, um, okay, can't you hold up the weight of the rifle? So we had one of uh, one of my instructors in training, Mike ninety three LX, uh, another Massachusetts guy who knows very well what he's about, had a bipod with him. So we put the bipod on there. We figure we'll make him our designated sniper. And uh, I asked, my, I kind of detailed Mike as like, uh, you know. Work, work with him. See if you know. See if you can help him out a little. Well, <clears throat> I start. I I didn't. I didn't recognize the. Uh, you know. It, you know. I was, I'm. I'm kind of looking at the whole line, and you know, an hour or two later, he's bringing over. He's bringing over targets, and there. It's like, wait a minute. Who? Who? Who's are these? Yeah, that's Blake's. And I'm looking at three and four MOA groups, two MOA groups. I grant you, it's with a it's with a bipod, but even still, initially when he starts with the bipod, we're still looking at we're still looking at shotgun sized groups. By the end of the day, he'd had a couple of AQTs up in the 210, 220 range, cleaned the red coat. Um, unbelievable. Well, that's that that is great, and that's the, these are the folks that we want to help get involved. Now, how Wait a minute. Help, how Scout, can we get, Scout, can give, we give get me, more people involved in Scout, the program give me, like this? Give me, give me another minute here because I yeah, haven't no, hit no, the no, best part of it yet. Yeah, but let's, let's move on to how we can get more folks involved in the program. I mean, it's good. The, folks, the, the people that we're getting involved and how they're turning out, I mean, that is great. But how can, we get, how can we get more folks like this involved? What's the, what's the plan that we can use? to get more folks like this involved. <clears throat> and did you talk to this guy? Did you ask him about, uh, uh, like, about the guys that he shoots with or if he can bring more folks with him? That's what, uh, that's what I'm hoping that we can do is get more, get across to the people, especially the folks that, uh, uh, get the folks that are attending and uh, who are talking about coming back uh, again Get them to getting them to make sure that they understand they got to bring somebody with them. So they've got to help uh, put together a team in their own areas. Well, I used a uh, 
Uh, I used one of the uh, certificates for an apple seed as a uh, little bit of an incentive during one of the breaks in the day. We had a little competition with the star targets. This so happened, young Blake's team happened to win. Uh, so when he's coming back in September, he's bringing his father. And his mother, who was fairly anti-gun but let him come anyway, was fairly impressed by the way we took the time to sit there, you know, to, to, to basically work with him, to call him up to recognize the fat, recognize how hard he'd been working all weekend long. So I think that we actually did do something very nice that way. I think we are going to get some more out of this, and from places we hadn't really expected it. Now this is the, you're talking about the. Uh, I'm talking the about the thirteen. That was, that was in the wheelchair. He's going to bring his dad with him. No, no, no. I'm talking about the thirteen-year-old shooter, the one who, the one, the one who, the the second second young man I'm talking about. Oh, okay. This is thirteen-year-old right. Blake who went from shotgun targets to you know two MOA groups. I grant you it's with a bipod, but hey, baby steps. Right. He couldn't who brought, hold, who brought hold the rifle. Who brought him to the event? Initially, his father brought him. His father did not <laughs> shoot. Ah, okay. He left partway during Saturday. His mother came out. His mother came out to to you know stick around with him. Mother came Sunday. Actually, left him for a while because she had other. She had places she had to go. Came back, and she was fairly impressed with what we had done. You know, with with. Uh, I mean, you know, honestly. I think she was a little surprised that we were treating him completely as an adult, no different than any other shooter. And it's that kind of, I think it's that kind of quiet word of mouth that's going to help out. You know, and get the younger get the younger kids in. If we can get the younger get the parents to come with them, I think that's going I think that's going to be a real inroad. Right. And, and that's a it's a subtle way of uh, I'm sorry, Scout, for interrupting. It's a subtle way of doing it. Um but I, I also think that the the young man was already there. He was already at a shoot, and he saw the value, and his parents saw the value, and his parents hopefully, um, hopefully they'll still shoot themselves. And, uh, and if not, I invite them out. Careful, careful. <laughs> well, um, the, term, the terminology should shoot. You know what you should mean. shoot as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. Subtlety is good, but uh, it certainly doesn't help. How do we get that the folks understand that uh, that the way that they're going to help the program is uh, number one is for them to come back and, and and stay involved in the program, but but mainly to make sure when they come back they bring somebody with them. And I think a lot of times, now most of the times, people will mention this and people will talk about it, but a lot of times. Uh, if you've been doing shoots for a while, sometimes you forget to state the completely obvious, which is make sure you bring somebody with you when you come back. Bring somebody with you when you come back. Make sure that they understand that. The completely obvious thing, Scout, is, is you're right, is often overlooked. Um, you know, I will say that in, in shoots past, I've, I've heard both Ross and Kraft say, hey, we'll see you next time and bring somebody else. And, and you know, when you get folks there, I believe that, I believe this, 
it's the heritage. Like, you know, it's, it's sort of the selling point. You bring them in with the shooting and you hook them with the heritage. And I right. believe that. If you get folks to the range, that's, that's three-quarters of the battle won, uh, to use, you know, terms like that, you know. Um, right. And I tell, when you know, I'm talking to people in the morning and I ask them how they got there or what brought them there, and they say, uh, so-and-so brought me or so-and-so told me about it, I give them a big, uh, uh, a, a, a big kudos, a big nod, too, because I want them to understand, I want the folks there to understand that that person did something. Uh, whenever somebody says, I came because of him, and I'll tell them, I go, hey, congratulations to you. And, folks, look at this guy. He came back. He brought somebody with him. He's interested in uh, safeguarding his freedoms, his liberties. He's interested in helping to uh, secure the freedoms and liberties that this nation provides. He went, he came, and then he brought somebody back with him. And uh, like I said, and like you were mentioning earlier, that uh, you know, so that's we know that that's how the program is going to succeed. But a lot of times we don't uh, we don't vocalize that. We don't uh, we don't tell the folks that. You got to make sure that you do. They got to bring somebody back with them when they come. Don't come back alone. Bring somebody back with you. Scout, one of the simple ways that I've um, actually somebody suggested to me, um, I belong to a couple of organizations here that are local, nothing anybody else has ever heard of outside New England. Um, one guy is very adamant about printing out the club newsletter and going to the barbershop and leaving it there. And, and, and the barber actually commented and said, is this you? And, and and he meant it in a half-kidding, half-sort of, we can't figure out who this guy is thing. But he would bring a newsletter, and we got guys asking all the time, like to the point where they actually tore out the contact information and stuck it on the bulletin board inside the barbershop. So yet another simple little tool is, you know, you guys mentioned that you have flyers and business cards. Ross handed me a business card that I thought was terrific. You know, it's simple. It works up here because everybody's all business card related, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's as simple as leaving a business card on a posted board at the supermarket or your barbershop or your dentist chair or your doctor's office. It's easy to leave printed material somewhere where somebody else will pick it up and say, I'm going to take this with me so I remember it. And it's, you know, the word of mouth tool, the grassroots approach, that, you know, this double secret method that we use, um, it's, it's one more method. It's one more way. You, I, you know, I understand that you guys are, have for the last few weeks toted local radio and such. And I'm not saying that it's, by all means, I'm not saying that it's bad. It's difficult for everyone to find their, the tool that works for them. You know, some guys are good with a shovel. Some guys are good with a rake. So when you, the more tools I think that we can talk about with respect to promoting Appleseed, the more ideas we can put in other people's heads and hopefully more ideas that other people will come up with and share with us. And, and one of the simple ways is to take an Appleseed flyer and leave it at the, at the barbershop. Leave it, at, leave it at your dentist's office. Leave it where you go Posted at work if you can, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and if I'm if I'm stepping out of line, please tell me here. 
but you see where I'm going with this. It's, sometimes it's simple, and sometimes it's really hard. You know, f- for me, the guys that I hunt with, um, you know, we hunt deer in the fall, and they, they drag me out. I was a bird hunter, you know, tooth and nail, and I would go hunt grouse in the areas that they weren't deer hunting. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then they finally got me to bring a deer rifle into my hands, and I said, well, how do I learn how to use this? And that's where Appleseed all started for me. Um, and it turns out that getting those guys, those shooters, those, you know, napping guys on the couch, not the sleepers, but the napping guys, getting those guys up into an Appleseed is really freaking hard. Right. You know, they, they do come up with excuses. Oh, I got I to gotta work on my truck and, and, you know, she who must be recognized or she who must be written, you know, obeyed. Wimbo, whatever, whatever her name is. She who must be obeyed. That's the one. Yeah. The her in his, in his life is preventing him from, or them from, you know, and, and everybody is busy. Everybody has other things. And I, I promote apple seed with those guys, specifically shooters to say, I dare you come and try it. I bet you. And, you know, squirrels at 25 yards is a whole lot different than a, an AQT. But on the other hand, these guys are doing pretty good with squirrels. So, and, and that's what I mean when I say they're half awake. They, they get the shooting. They get the shooting aspect of it, and, and they're half awake in the, in the respect that they understand the two, you know, the challenges of owning a firearm in Massachusetts specifically. And, right. and if you guys out in the country think right. I'm kidding about this, do a little homework on what it takes to own an AR out here. No, no, uh, it, it, it's, it's difficult all over, and that's why we're, that's why we're <laughs> attempting to change the climate. Let's have a bring another caller on area code 720. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? I'm listening to you guys talking about your guns. That's a good thing. But to me, it seems like you guys paranoid, and that's all y'all talking about shooting. That's why we got all this school shooting. Your kids can go in your thing and grab your guns and go kill up a bunch of people. Y'all need to get up off that. Y'all acting like you're paranoid, you're schizophrenic, you're acting like you just want a race war to kick off with your guns. That's all y'all talk about. Y'all just some gun token. Y'all need to get off that. That's why every time you turn on the news, some teenagers and grab one of their dads had his gun and went to school and started spraying up people. Stop celebrating killing people, okay? Because it ain't nothing. Why are you white boys so paranoid and every time, time you talk, you're talking about a damn gun? Bye! Oh, don't go. Well, I guess we got his story. <laughs> Almost as good well, as that fella I had to meal with. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't want to... Uh, I didn't want to cut him off because he was very passionate. Uh, but... Of course, you see, you see what uh, what some of the attitudes are in the country. I don't have to tell anybody. Uh, I don't have to uh, to tell you that, that that those are the things out there because that's that's what's out there. Uh, I don't know. That, I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember us saying anything about uh, race wars or or killing folks. Matter of fact, though, what I would like to say is that <clears throat> is that uh, once again. Make sure everybody understands it. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly the opposite of uh, of what we're trying to do. Uh, Appleseed, of course, uh, we welcome all races. We welcome all 
races, all religions, all political beliefs. Uh, Everyone is welcome because the Constitution covers everyone. No party has any particular hold on it. No, uh, no race has any hold on it. The, the Constitution belongs to everyone. <clears throat> and I would hope that that gentleman would understand that, uh, that when any group loses their rights, all groups lose their rights. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he did sound about like the guy that, uh, uh, they had they had met you twenty years ago uh, at the diner. Now you sure that this guy wasn't there too? Sam, you there? Well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was there with me, but you never know. <clears throat> well, we're we're going to have all kind of people out there, and and we'll have to muddle our way through them, and we might even win one or two over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, we we'll keep trying, right? And and I told you guys before that uh, I think I told you last week or week before that uh, that I was monitoring uh, a couple of websites and and that this type of reaction is what was coming directly from uh, from a couple of the websites. But uh, on the positive side, because I. I I think you and I were talking about this last week or week before. Uh, on one of the forums, they were talking about uh, Appleseed. And uh, it was, uh, I think they were even talking about how it was one of the longest threads that they had there. And uh, that they were talking about it for over a year. And uh, you had folks, uh, I mean, everything from uh, terrorist training camp. We were described as a terrorist training camp. Uh, we were described as uh, racist bigots uh as homophobes uh that were that we were training people uh to to shoot gays on site uh on and on and on and this is all from folks who of course who'd who'd never heard of Appleseed or who'd never uh, been to a, <laughs> the program they they hadn't even taken the time to click uh, on the link which would have cleared up a lot of their questions right off the bat but they didn't do that instead they just filled up. Uh, they filled up post after post with uh, these uh, off the wall things. The uh, like he was talking about the school shootings and the racist bigots. Uh, but the good thing was that that just as many of the folks, and this was an all uh, one party site, and it wasn't uh, Republican or Libertarian. This was an all one party site, and. Uh, there was just as many folks that were coming to the defense of, of Appleseed. And when I say coming to the defense of Appleseed, I mean more like uh, saying, hey, uh, guys, I, I went to one of these, and I, I didn't see anything like that. Or people who hadn't been that just said, you know, look, I, I just looked at their homepage, and i got to tell you, it, it doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look like there's anything harmful there. They just... Uh, they just want to, uh, you know, help uh, safeguard the nation and and give people instruction in rifle marksmanship. I don't I don't see any of the rest of the stuff. So that uh, those are the people that we want to reach out to. I mean, w- whenever we talk about uh, promoting the program, you can't just promote it to 
uh, <clears throat> to folks who are just like you. Uh, I mean, you can, and that's good, but there are not enough folks that uh, – there's not enough of us uh, in just the one little area, the so people who already understand that uh, that shooting uh, uh, is a right, that uh, uh, the decision or the seriousness of safeguarding our freedoms and liberties is right. We have to get across to the rest of the folks who don't understand anything about it yet. That's why it's just as important to make sure that uh, that you're talking to folks uh, outside of your comfort zone, outside of the uh, the gun shops and the shooting ranges, etc., and uh, and try to reach across and get as many people uh, under the, under the banner of safeguarding American freedoms and liberties as possible. Because, like I said, the 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 rights under the Constitution the right to keep and bear arms, the right of free speech, the freedom of assembly. These are all rights that belong to everyone, to all men and women, to all colors, all races. They belong to everyone. And when any of us lose these rights, we all lose these rights. <clears throat> okay, let me see. Uh, I believe this, the fellow is still on. Uh, Eric Code 720, you're still on, my brother. To all men and women, to all colors, all races, they belong to everyone. Did you, do you, do you, do you understand any better what we're doing? We all lose these rights. All right. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank everyone. Uh, I want to thank everybody for, uh, uh, for showing up tonight and, uh, I would like to uh, I would like to apologize for uh, oh, for the last uh, few weeks uh, of shows. <clears throat> we uh, uh, right now I'm in a uh, <laughs> this is part of the, the 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 toughest time of the year for me right now is uh, cutting hay and uh, and moving cattle at this time of year, moving them from one field to the next and. Uh, uh, and of course, cutting and baling hay on my place, and then contract hay and stuff. <clears throat> so a lot of times, I'm getting done uh, just in time to rush in here and do the show. Uh, things are finally starting to slow down again, and uh, and <clears throat> we're going to start having a lot more guests on, and uh, and the show is going to uh, to keep evolving and keep changing because we're hoping to keep to continue to bring you the uh, the best. Uh, show that we can and uh, and doing the best that we can to to help uh, to help push the program forward and uh, with that being said god bless everyone tonight sam thank you dwarven uh thank yous uh thanks to all the callers thanks to all the folks uh on the online chat uh and all the folks who are doing everything they can usually on the uh the show here i'm preaching to the choir because you guys are out there working hard and uh, God bless each and every one of you. And we'll see you this uh, coming Tuesday. Sam, everybody else, good night, guys, and we'll see you this next Tuesday. Good night, all. <laughs> Bye-bye.